righty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kingdom's Queens podcast. We are officially 58 days away from NFL kickoff. There we are. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties tonight no. on our show. <laughs> Just a little bit. We take one week off and then everything just decides to not want to work. So not sure what's happening there, but we're here. We made it. So uh, anyways, thank you guys for joining us. I am your host, Lexi. I'm Chrissy, who will be on mute a lot of the time because I'm at the soccer field. <laughs> I'm Jody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> How are you guys? We had a week off. Everyone having a good summer so far? been crazy been a crazy week i think i know it's only tuesday has. but goodness right? gracious yeah why does this feel like the longest week ever and it's only tuesday? i don't know but it could <laughs> stop anytime anytime it's because last like last week was just a holiday on tuesday i don't know i just feel like everyone's kind of messed up on our summer schedules so um but i do want to introduce we are so excited to be joined by former chiefs defensive end and the jets of course but we like to acknowledge that he was with the chiefs because that's our team uh, mike devito is going to be joining us so jody if you want to bring mike in here there we go hello mike hey what's up <laughs> king and queens how hey. are you doing hey Good, how are you Man, you guys, you got me fired up. I, I haven't heard that home of the Chiefs <laughs> so long. And I, I just, I had almost forgotten about it. So I was so fired up during that introduction. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Damn, I missed that so much. I know, right? <laughs> chills every time. Chills every time. Every time, no doubt. It's bad because when I'm just like listening to the regular national anthem, I always expect them to say home of the Chiefs. Now. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Same. And where I'm at, I do it anyway. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there was like some random game last year that like, it like wasn't supposed to be home of the wasn't Chiefs. It, it, was, like, it was a basketball game, right? Yeah. It wasn't even the KU game. It was like, it was during it was the national random, championships or yeah. something, but it wasn't the KU game. <laughs> it was K-State down in Dallas. Yes, that one. That's what it yes. Is. Yes. Oh, and they said all the Chiefs there. Yes. there <laughs> oh, yeah. It was loud, too. It was amazing. Yes, they're like, oh, we're everywhere. That's so cool. <laughs> well, Mike, I know we don't have you for a super long time today. So we want to get as much goodness out of you as we possibly can. So I know we sent you a very long, audacious list of questions. <laughs> oh, so sorry. We're going to just jump right I'm So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sorry. Are you kidding me right now? We're just we're just excited to talk to you. I know. I'm excited. excited. Those are great questions too. So I'm excited to talk. Chrissy, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, So, (laughs) so Mike, we would really love to hear about your backstory. You know, playing football growing up, your college experience, basically everything that led you into the NFL. We'd love to hear all about your story and just how you became the person you are today. Oh, that's a great question. Normally we'd start with the Chiefs, so I'm excited to go I'm excited to go back. <laughs> I was I was really fortunate. So growing up my mentor was my father. His name's Vinny. He's from Brooklyn and he owns a construction company. So he basically fits every Italian stereotype that you can you can put together. Um, but he was a a professional bodybuilder and my grandfather coached uh, high school football for 30 years in Suffern, New York. And so growing up, those were sort of the two guys that I looked up to, and I had the best of both worlds. I had, you know, football, and I was learning the ins and outs of the game from a really young age, watching the game. Um, And I also had the weight room. Um, My dad 
made me uh, lift weights starting in eighth grade. I he didn't. I wasn't allowed to do anything else but play football and lift weights and train. And so, <laughs> uh, if, you know, in a, in a time where people diversify so much, especially when it comes to sports and do so many different sports, that was not my my story. I was one thing. You know, I was going to all in on football from the beginning, and I was very lucky to 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 have those two to look up to. Um, right now, I'm currently at the University of Maine. I'm I'm working as a director of player development. This is where I went to college. Oh, nice. um, oh went, very cool. Yeah, I went here from 02 to 06. So I grew up in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh, went to Maine from 02 to 06. And while I was here, I met my wife. I met Jesus. I met my best friend. Um, uh, and so it was easy to come back, live up here now with my family um, and my three boys. And so we're right down the street and just started this role with the team. But uh, I was, you know, I was very lucky to have an opportunity to play at Maine. Um, people are kind of surprised to hear this, but there were a few years there where Maine had almost 14, I think it was 13 or 14 guys in the NFL from the University of Maine on active rosters. So we put out a lot of guys and uh, I was lucky to be a part of this program. And from early on, um, really was able to learn about how to play football and treat football like a profession at the, at the college level. Um, because there were so many guys that were going to the NFL from Maine. And so I got to see what it took to, to be an NFL player uh, really early in my college career. And so that was, you know, that's what uh, allowed me the opportunity to play at the next level was I knew how to study film. I knew how to work hard. I knew how to treat football like a profession and not just a, uh, you know, just, you know, something you, you did alongside academics. I mean, we came here and it was, it was all about football. And so it made that transition to the NFL a lot easier. Um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and um, I grew up rooting for the Jets. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know what uh, my... I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, uh, I don't know what my old man was thinking, but my, my entire family's from New York, from the Brooklyn, Long Island area, all Jets fans. But then my dad thought it'd be smart to take, you know, a, a small contingent of these Italians and bring them to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, uh, so I'm not sure what he was thinking, but uh, growing, up a, growing up a Jets fan in New England country, that was uh, that was interesting. I was always getting hell for that. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Got uh, got done. Uh, so, and I say all that to say my my first year in the NFL, 2007, I actually signed as an undrafted free agent with the New York Jets, and so it was really really cool to live out not only live out my dream to play in the NFL, but to play for the team that I grew up rooting for. You know, to enter into that locker room and be around guys that I rooted for, that I watched on television. And now I'm, you know, I'm sitting in lockers next to these guys and playing on the same field. And so that was really, really a special opportunity. Spent six years with them. We'll fast forward through that. And then uh, in 2013, I was, I was again, very fortunate to be one of the first free agents that Andy Reid signed coming over uh, to KC. And so... I remember on my visit, you know, when I went, came to sign my contract, um, Alex Smith was there, Chase Daniel was there, Anthony Fasano was there. You know, it was the it was the building blocks of the the um, organization that we have now, and and where we're at now. It, it really started back then, not not with me, but with a lot, you know, a lot of those guys and that that philosophy, the culture in that locker room that stayed the same. Uh, and I really take pride in that. I was very very fortunate for those three years and to be a part of those teams and um, to be, you know, to have a chance to learn and grow um, under coach Andy Reed. I mean, that was just incredibly special hall of fame coach, obviously one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, I would argue the greatest. Um, 
Me too. You know, that's, that's been a that's been a controversial topic this season. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. You can tell if it's I, the off season. Yeah, if, I, if I left the office here in New England country and said that, I would catch hell. But we're good. oh yeah, absolutely, probably but, yeah, for sure. But and you know, but, yeah. You know what's been really cool? I'm sorry, I'll stop after this. But one thing, I retired in 2016. And one of the amazing things about the Chiefs is um, they, they have this motto that Andy Reid brought over there. And it's on the walls and everything. You know, we, we come in as a team, but we leave as a family. And I have been in touch with those guys, the coaches, the, the former players. Um, you know, I'm so close with them even still. Um, and they, it's really because they've, you know, they've reached out and made sure to keep in touch. And so I just, I can just speak to the family aspect of that organization, which is one of the keys to their success that probably doesn't get mentioned that much, um, as often because there's so many other things going on. Uh, but the, the family aspect of the, of the chiefs is, was really special. And I've seen that even post-career and that's why I'm not surprised at how well they've been doing. Even, you know, even obviously you have Pat Mahomes and Kels and Reed and all those guys, you're going to do well. Uh, but I've seen a lot of teams that had a lot of great players that, you know, didn't make past the wild card game. Um, and I think it's that it's that special culture that Andy Reid has brought over there, um, that uh, that family atmosphere that's that's really played a, a role in why they continue to be so dominant, dominant. Well, yes. and I want to, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to add to that. Just you talk about the family atmosphere and whatnot, but with, with all the things that you guys did when Andy came over and just the type of locker room and the type of environment you all created. And like you said, those were the building blocks without that team and without those building blocks that you guys created back when you all came over with Andy Reid and whatnot, we would not have the team we had today. Like, yes, give credit to Patrick Mahomes and to Travis Kelsey and whatnot. But if you don't have a locker room that is always there for each other and, you know, going to battle for each other every single day, you're not going to have that team no matter how much talent you have on that team. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times I played the Cowboys during my career. And they had T.O. and Romo and, you know, the the offensive line, the entire offensive line went to the Pro Bowl and and DeMarcus Ware. And and again, they don't make it past the divisional round. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, the, the culture has to be there. The talent has to be there, but talent without the culture isn't going to get it done. And so exactly. the combination of what we have in Kansas City is so incredibly special and so unique and rare. Um, but, you know, even as somebody who grew up rooting for the Jets and, 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 and all of that, I couldn't be more happy for the fan base and in, in the organization because I've never been around a group of greater people than my time in Kansas City. And so, like, to see all the things that you all, you know, especially the years before Kansas City, how tough some of those seasons were, to now see all of that finally pay off, um, I couldn't be more happy for everybody. And you, you were a part of a, you know, the struggle we went through, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that's relatable as a Jets fan because I think I believe, if I'm correct, you were on that last team that they had that made the playoffs. I, so uh, they I, haven't made them since then. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) That was a really cool time. So I was there in 2009, 2010. We went to -to back-to-back AFC championship games. And you're right. They haven't, they haven't been able to pull it together. Now the Jets, it's more than just the culture. Um, I think, I think they're, they're really back on track now, but they've had some disastrous years. Um, Not just with just bringing in bad people and uh, not bad people, but just people that aren't, weren't conducive to winning and Kansas city, I mean, up until like three years ago, and this is to my point, 
um, the locker room was the same. I'm like exactly the same from when I first got there in 2013. Maybe it was a little bit longer, but I mean, they, they have kept things the same. There's still so many coaches on the coaches staff that were there when I was yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Very rare, but it's so, so important when it comes to being successful and, and Kansas city gets it. And then just diving into that a little more. I mean, when you were here, especially when you first got here, you were a part of that insane defense we had with guys like Tom Bahali, Dontari Poe, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry, Brandon Flowers, Marcus Peters, Sean Smith. Like I could go on and on and on. Um, but I think what a lot of Kansas city fans would love to know, are just like maybe some fun locker room stories, some, some things, just some fun stories from playing here. I guess your time here. Yeah. Some things we might not know as fans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, the, 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 it's, it was, it's just, you know, it was really special with those guys um, is, you know, prior to coming to KC in 2013, tw- even in 2012, all those guys were in the Pro Bowl. I mean, that, that was an incredible, those guys were, were just incredible players. I mean, Justin Houston, Tom Bahali, you said right. it, DB, all those guys. Um and what, what was shocking to me when I got there was that, you know, these guys were established veterans, Pro Bowl players, future Hall of Famers, and you couldn't tell them apart from the undrafted free agents that were fighting to make the team. I mean, these guys, you know, if you ask me for funny locker room stories with the Jets, I could give you a ton. But when I was <laughs> it was it was business all the time. These guys did not mess around. Like they went in and now they, they joked and had fun, and, but they went in and went to work. And when it was time to go to work, it was time to go to work. And to see that from a group of guys that were that talented coming from six years in the Jets, where we had some really good leaders and great guys and talented guys, but I'd never seen a group like that that was so good and yet worked like, uh, again, like they, like they were fighting to make the team that's that's that was scary and even as a guy coming in uh, you know as an older guy and a leader i felt the pressure to work my ass off and get after it because these guys again they weren't messing around there was there was no messing around it was it, you went to work it was time to work um so yeah so you know the the outlier not that dustin colquitt didn't work hard but like if you want to hear funny <laughs> stories and stuff like that colquitt was always doing crazy things but outside of that not was, surprised it, yeah <laughs> Outside of that, it was it was business. It was business, um, which was really impressive. For, again, from a group of guys who are or most of them will probably be in the Hall of Fame. You know, so that makes me want to ask you: What are your thoughts about this year's D line? So when you look at the twenty twenty three, this upcoming season just came off of a Super Bowl win. What are your thoughts about this year's twenty twenty three line? I look at these guys and think I could not play in this NFL. <laughs> there is just no way. So I was, you know, I was a 320 pound, two gapping, run stopping, you know, two down, first and second down guy. Um, And that was my role. You know, your run stopping guy, like Saunders from last year, um, he had five sacks. You know what I mean? Like these guys are so explosive, so athletic. Um, it's Kalen Saunders. He went to New Orleans. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I miss him. Oh, I know. He was, we love so <laughs> he was a stud. So we he love was, him. Yeah. His, you know, run technique was excellent. I used to yeah. love watching him because I, you know, it was like, oh, that that's how I prided myself on. But like, I wasn't going to give you anything in the past game. He's, he is get five sacks. 
And then forget it. You got all those other guys. I mean, it's just, I sit back and watch and think, this is a totally different game than when I played even what? I mean, I retired in 2016. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even, even that long ago. Yeah. I, it's changed so much in the last 10 years. It's crazy. They are flying. And then you see a guy like Chris Jones who can, you he know, dominate inside where you just can't stop him. But then if you want to move him out to nine technique and have him rush one-on-one -on, -one on a tackle, Absolutely. can get off the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, just right. Split second off the ball and he's working out. I mean, the guys are so versatile, so explosive, so fast. Uh, and I, I don't say it with a false humility. I would have trouble making a practice squad in this NFL. I mean, these guys, are, <laughs> it's a totally different game. It's so, so fast. Don't uh, sell yourself so short. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's a great take, you know what I mean? Especially because the game has changed so much just even over the last five years. When Patrick Mahomes really the league, everybody had to learn how to play differently to that style of quarterback. And now you see so many teams drafting the guys that's going to play more like Patrick. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's changed on both sides of the ball dramatically, well, honestly. I, I played Tom Brady 14 times in my career. Yeah. Uh, when I first got in the league, 2007, 2008, when I was preparing, when we were preparing for the Patriots twice a year, even Tom Brady in his prime, they're running 12 personnel, 13 personnel, 21 personnel, gap scheme, downhill runs, ISO, power. And the, that's the bulk of what they're doing with Tom Brady in his prime. They're running the football. Yeah. You know, now you're right. Pat Mahomes has changed the entire league. Where now you have guys like Allen and Burrow and all these other guys. They're just slang. I mean, getting after it. That was so foreign when I, when I first started. Yeah. And now it's just amazing to watch. And you're right. Pat has started that entire trend. And he's the best at it. It's got to be fun watching a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, just since you've played the game for so long and then watching someone like him come into the league. Like, can you imagine like going up against him in practice every day? Like what that would do for you as a player? I mean, I wouldn't have been on the field. I, I, don't, know <laughs> you, I don't know how you prepare for so that. modest. <laughs> I, I don't know how you prepare for that as an, as a defensive coordinator. I, I just don't know what you do. And yeah. the, you know, it was so interesting Everybody worried about losing Tyreek Hill last year. And then, and I think you all brought it up too, but there were there a few of the um, people analyzing the game were saying, look, this is better that the Chiefs are now not just two targets, you know, with Kelson Hill, but now they have like, like five or six really good targets. Like mm -hmm. this is the difference. You know, and there's a lot of Chiefs fans still trying to understand that. Like, even though last year we spread the ball out very extremely well, you know, there's a ton of fans like, we need a number one receiver. We still need a number one receiver. And they don't understand, like, why is Beach not going out and getting this number one receiver? Well, you have Patrick Mahomes. You have great O-line. And now you probably might have a top 10 defense this year for the first time in a while. You're, so, and you're exactly right. Pat Mahomes with a great offensive line, yeah. you, you could have anybody. <laughs> you could throw me out there, you know, and we'd be fine. Throw, throw the kingdom's queens out there. We'll make <laughs> we'd, we'd be great. Exactly. It would. I'm telling you. So embarrassing. And, but I, going back to what I was saying, being a defensive coordinator, preparing for all of those threats and Pat Mahomes – and their ability to run the football, and that big, nasty offensive line, and Pat's yeah. ability to make things happen with his feet. You know, I, I just 
when when I was preparing for a game, you maybe had one of those elements that you had one or two elements like, hey, this quarterback's really good on his feet. Keep him in the pocket. Or uh, this offensive line is really strong in the run game. So we got to be, you know, it was rare that you had they have everything. Yeah, everything. on yeah. I, So when you talk about what it would be like for me. I couldn't imagine, like, I as a defensive lineman, I would be sitting up. I'd have a lemonade. I'd be like, I would rush the passer every down. I wouldn't give a damn about the run. Run the football. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? I'm just, and then we could get four touchdowns behind. Like, this is whatever. We're good. We got Mahomes. Like, we'll come right. back. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like, I don't even know. The most stressful thing in the whole entire room, by the way. But didn't we find out during like his golf that he does that on purpose? He's yeah. like, I always keep it close, and it's like, oh, thanks. That's why we that's have heart. Says. That's why we all have heart problems. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. So ridiculous. Well, Chris, you have another question because I got one. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm actually curious, just because we were talking about the Jets a little bit for a while. What are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets and how their team is going to be overall? Because I mean, this is this is a whole new Jets team now with with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's the best they've looked in a while too. No you know, they're kind of giving Green Bay, but you know. yeah, they're like you know they're they're the new Green Bay basically. Yeah. So, so you know, I I I'm, I go back and forth. There's a cautionary tale here because I was on the team when Brett Favre came over from Green Bay. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Um, but here's what. So New York is such an incredible, I mean, the Big Apple is just an amazing place. And you got to be a tough, tough mother to, to, I mean, you just have to, especially as a head coach and a quarterback in New York, you have to be skin like an armadillo because the media, the fan base, which is the fan base, the fans are incredible, but you have one bad series and they're booing your ass off the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the media is rough in New York. Yeah. um, so, like, you needed somebody like Rex Ryan, who was just like, I don't care what you say. I'm ready to fight everybody. Screw Belichick. Yeah. You got that. You got, yeah. you got the modified version of that in Sala. And you need a quarterback that can handle that pressure, like an Eli Manning, that can take the punches, not just on the field, but from all the external stuff that comes with being the quarterback in New York. Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a damn. We've seen, I mean, we've seen yeah. he doesn't care at all. Yeah, he absolutely does not. So like he's they, perfect, honestly. Oh yeah, honestly. yeah. He's he's perfect. So like when they when they draft draft Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold, yeah. I'm like, there's no way. I can see these guys. They're great quarterbacks. They don't have the temperament to be the quarterback in New York. Even with Mark Sanchez, who I love, who is a tough player. Um, yeah, we had to surround him with everything. Number one defense, all-star wide receivers, best offensive line I've ever seen. I mean, he Ladanian Tomlinson running the football. Yeah. I mean, he needed everything because, and and you because we knew it can't all be on Mark because he's just not built for that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers right. built for that, and so and now it it allows them to keep up with you know it's so weird the way the AFC East has played out. Like now I they can play with Buffalo. Who Buffalo? Yeah. When I was playing, was like Buffalo. Like this, yeah. is, this is the bye week, you know. Now it's like you got to keep up with Josh Allen and Tua, and and now the Patriots are at the bottom, which is again is like just crazy. crazy. But even that that strange. Yeah. It um, and it is like now it's like the Patriots are here. Like how oh, the turntables. Yeah, that's incredible. It's incredible. So yeah, I think this is this is the best. I I think Lexi, you just said that this is the best I've seen them. The, 
and not just talent wise, but like, again, having the characters in the right places yeah. to be successful. This is the most optimistic I am about the Jets, you know, the Jets season. And if Aaron Rodgers can come out there and he plays like, like I've, you know, like I've had to deal with him on Sundays, that's, that's scary. He's, you know, I'm, I don't know. You, you all are yeah. better than me, but like, he's got to be up there with Al. Like I wouldn't put him with Mahomes, but I was certainly, when you start talking Allen and Burrow, I'm thinking. Oh yeah. There too, you know, you know, what's funny is he had like one down year last season and that's really it. And everyone wants to like take him almost out of the top 10. And I'm like, I think everyone's forgetting. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know, like Justin Jefferson, he put out his top five quarterback list. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And, he had Aaron Rodgers at number two still. So I think, you know, I think this is his chance now. I hope it doesn't turn out like the Broncos and Russell Wilson, because that was a disaster. Um, so I hope better, but I also think Aaron Rodgers is a really, really, really good quarterback. So, um, but I guess we can kind of lead that into. So the chiefs play them week four on Sunday night football in, um, in New, New Jersey, Jersey, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, it's not New York. It's in New Jersey technically. But yeah, I, I just want to know your predictions for that game. How you how you think our teams will match up this coming season, and who you think is gonna win? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I, <laughs> oh yeah! Good. I mean, it's, we did it. We asked you. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I guess you got, you forced me to think about it. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah. I, we I, love putting people on this spot and making <laughs> them uncomfortable. That's good. No, exa- no, exactly. Um, it's it's you know it's really hard for me because. I don't know a lot of the people in the Jets organization. So when you, when you, when you play the game, you, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, the relationships are so important and there's so many uh, people in the chiefs organization that I still really care about Uh, the Jets. I've been, I've been away for so long that there's, there isn't that many people in the, in that organization that I know and have relationship with. Um, So, you know, even with my, so, yeah. So I guess I, I would say this. I Even with Aaron Rodgers and everything, I still think KC is the better team right now. Uh, you know, and it, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. Yeah. I still Kansas City on top. And I just, you just, just, just like Tom Brady in his prime, you just can't bet against Pat Mahomes. Every time you do, you lose. So yep. like, it's just, <laughs> you don't, you don't play that. You don't play that hand. Um, but it will be one of those games. I don't. I. I might not even be able to watch it. You know, it's just like oh, <laughs> this is such a conflict of interest here. I just gotta. I'll just wait till week five. You'll have to watch the highlights after. Yeah. <laughs> together, we haven't seen this fight yet. We haven't seen this game yet. So. Yeah. 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 Something always happened. Like somebody was injured or something. We never got it. You're right. So yeah. it, I think the world is waiting for this one, which is why. Yeah. I can't remember if it's Sunday night or Monday night, but which is why it's a primetime game because yeah, yeah. everybody's been waiting on it. Well, my very last question for you, is there anything you would just like to tell Chiefs Kingdom, share about yourself, about yeah. the season, just anything you would like to give us before you leave? Yeah. Also tell people where to find you, how to follow you, yeah. all of that great stuff. Well, listen, y'all, you guys got to have me back on, okay? I'm sorry I had to cut it short today. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm an hour ahead of y'all, and I and I'm pushing nine o'clock over here, so I got to get the kids to bed. Mama's not. Oh, it's okay. That Um, is the most important job you can do in your life. So, we respect it. No worries. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I just, you know, if I want to say anything, the Chiefs kingdom is that I miss you all so much. And uh, I want to, it's amazing that even, you know, the, the, the short time, that I, the, the three years I was there and haven't been out for so long, it's still, when I come back, when I talk to y'all, um, it's still like, you know, it's still like I was there playing. And I, I just have so much love and respect for the organization, the team, and that fan base. I mean, y'all are incredible. And like I said, the video, I'm so excited that I get to watch this era in Kansas City, not just for the guys and for the organization, but for, for the fan base that is, you know, really the 12th man. And you don't know as a player how much it uh, impacts us to have a fan base that we know cares about us that much, um, as much as, you, as this fan base does. Um, and that really makes a difference on Sundays. Uh, that really makes a difference in the uh, atmosphere in that locker room. And so, you know, another element that doesn't get mentioned in that, that's sort of crucial to the Chiefs' success is the is the fan base, is Chiefs' kingdom. And so it's important that you all know that, and I miss you all the time. And and uh, uh, I appreciate you all having me on. We got We have to do this again, okay? We have more time. We can chop it up more. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Social sites to find you on. Oh, yeah. He's on Twitter, y'all. He's on Twitter, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, how do you, I have to do more on Twitter. Um, I'm on, I'm Michael DeVito on, on Twitter and, uh, yeah, I we had I, you, we had you in one of our spaces the other, or like a few weeks ago, didn't we? Those yeah. are so much fun. Yeah. You got to come back to one of those. Let me know. Please shoot me, the, shoot me a note when you're on there. Cause I, I really like talking, talking to the fans on there. That's fun. Definitely. But yeah. I know you're well, getting and ready I, I'm sorry. I know you're getting ready to leave, but are you going to watch the Netflix series that comes out at midnight with the quarterbacks? Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I have I have three young kids, so I haven't seen Midnight in like I don't know how. Preach, <laughs> preach. I wake up at three because the youngest is like hitting me to get up. Oh again. no! <laughs> but I will. That looks. I'll tell you what. That looks really well done. And as a guy who can't stand quarterbacks, I was like, damn, I, <laughs> I want to watch that. I mean, that was that looked really good. Um, so yes, I will not tonight at midnight, but I will watch that at some point. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Thank you for the heads up because I forgot. That's good. And hey, Mike, real quick before before you go, I yeah. want you to know how you were talking about how appreciative you were of Chiefs Kingdom and and you know the fan base. I want you guys to know that last year, my daughter she got COVID on her birthday because she's turning mm. five. And I reached out to Twitter before probably anyone had any idea who I was on Twitter last year. But I reached out and you, along with some other past Chiefs players, reached out, wished her a happy birthday and things like that. Totally made her day. So while Chief, you all are appreciative of Chiefs Kingdom, Chiefs Kingdom is so appreciative of all our current and past players who really take part in the community. And so I just wanted to thank you for that, for, for just still being a part of it all even though you've retired and whatnot. Like, we really appreciate that as a fan base, so. Oh, that means so much. How's she feeling now? Is she feeling okay? Oh, she's great. I mean, she is dealing with something new right now, but she's she's playing soccer right in front of me right now. She's doing great, so. Good. Oh, good. Oh, that means so much. And and I'm so glad that that, that meant something to her and, and to you because I know being a parent of, of young kids that, you know, those times are scary and you, you look for any sort of relief, so. But thank you. That that really means a lot. Thank you. I'm so glad she's feeling better. Thank you. Well, maybe maybe we'll try to have you on again, like after that Chiefs Jets game or something, oh, or like right before ooh, the playoffs. That's a great yeah, idea, Lexi. Right. Put that on the schedule, Lexi. Let's All right. Do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Sounds perfect. That'll give you 
think about it. Think yes. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah, we have, I mean, we're getting close. I'm excited. So yeah, too we're far right away. There. We're right there. <laughs> I know. It's I can't believe how fast it goes. All I'm so glad. So fast. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I know. You know, playing two decades of football, it's like I'm tuned into training champ just because of the way it smells outside. I can smell the grass and oh, the yeah. humidity in the air. And I'm like, oh, I can, it's like August 1st. Football's cut. You know, like, it's time to and go. We know, we know that Andy Reid training camp is no joke, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Old school, man. I remember. So after <laughs> the 2015 season, I was pretty sure that I was going to retire when I got done. And that training camp, I didn't. <laughs> I finished the conditioning test and like just passed the conditioning test. It was so hard. And I remember thinking, thank God I don't ever have to do that. Again. <laughs> like, You're like, I, I don't even want to play because so of the much. training camp. <laughs> but that, I, will, I am so glad I don't have to show up to KC to run that stinking conditioning <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Well, We're thank getting... you so much for hanging yeah. out with us, Mike. Yeah. We like, got to get on the road and get back to the family which is yeah thank you all so much for having me on and please let's do this again before the season and the jets game okay Sounds yes perfect. for sure thank you so much mike we love having you mike you. appreciate okay. it Bye. have a good night see you later oh wait i have to figure out how to do that too huh <laughs> Bear with me oh, here. Like, I, can move oh, I was muted you guys couldn't hear me but i was like i got it <laughs> <laughs> I cheated my resume. I hate, thank you very much. I hate being on my phone. This is social so media manager. Add it to my resume. Anyway, uh, it's already on mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, great interview with Mike. We love Mike. He's very active with us all the time. All yeah, time. he's wonderful. So for him to tap in with us, I know he's tapped in with a lot of other Chiefs podcasts too. But we love having him here, and we will definitely have him back. So y'all just make sure y'all stay tuned in. But for sure. Um, there were a few other things we wanted to talk about. So, Lexi, I'm going to turn it to you, and I'm going to look at something. <laughs> You're going to look at something. Oh. All right. I got to send a message. The suspense. So, yeah, I, I did want to touch a little bit on, um, and I do want to thank you, thank Mike for coming on. That was awesome of him, and can't wait to have him on again for that Jets game. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited about that game. Um, I'm just loving how much NFL talk we're getting right now. Like, we are in yeah. that time where... It is, it's right around the corner. And, you know, I was looking at my, as I am the weather woman of this podcast, I was looking at my uh, weather prediction for next week. And it looks like by the time the guys get there next weekend, it's going to be a hundred degrees. So lucky them. It is right now. All... It's so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's so, uh... Dallas, so. But we did see some, some interesting news today was the, um, I guess the optimism of getting a Chris Jones extension done was being reported throughout NFL media today, as well as that potentially opening up a place for D hop. And it sounds like that could still be in uh, big consideration. And he also, so Deandre Hopkins also <laughs> commented on, I guess there was a rumor about if he wanted to go to the bills and ring chase, because that's what they do in Buffalo, right? With all their rings. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Bills fans. Uh, no, you're but, not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but apparently, you know, there was a rumor of him like going there if he wants to take a pay cut and potentially ring chase, which I thought was hilarious. And he commented on that post on Instagram and was like, he put like a, 
the animal emoji of a bull and then that like poop emoji basically saying like bullshit <laughs> so no but it's funny because i feel like rumors always circulate like every 30 days because i feel like we're just having all of this same conversation in june that's all we do 100%. <laughs> i mean of course it makes sense as soon as we get chris jones side money is going to free up like yeah blood, right and of course when we have all this extra money we'll be able to go out and get whoever we want but you know, we were talking about this earlier in a space. If D-Hop is like that, why hasn't he signed for a team yet, right? So he's clearly still trying to get way too much money. He's asking everybody for way too much money. Yeah. I don't know if it's that, honestly. I feel like, I mean, I feel like he, like the rumors have been swirling this week about how he's waiting to see if the Chiefs would offer him something. Like, he was interested in the Patriots and he left there without a deal. So I don't know if it's necessarily the money aspect. I mean, I think it's definitely part of it, but I think it could also be that maybe he is just curious what the Chiefs could offer because if you have a chance to potentially play with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, like why wh why would you make a decision before that potentially could even happen? You know what I mean? Beach like what's the rush either? Seven. Like Beach isn't going to give him more than seven or eight. So like, yeah, I don't know. He needs seven or eight dollars. <laughs> seven or eight pennies well, 70 cents 80 cents if we bring him in it's only going to be for like a one-year deal like yeah. we're not going to bring him in for a long time deal not with the amount of receivers that are going to be available next year in the draft so it's like dude here's one mil seven here's one seven there you go like, i think if yeah what i see i think if if we do anything if we get the chris jones extension done that's the only way this is happening so we need that to happen first and foremost and then i think I could see it being like around the 11 million mark, but like what I we think thought that's Juju come, was going to get offered. I don't but think I think that's going to come with that. like, it's going to come with incentives though. It's not going to be like, you just get this. It's going to be like up to, and we'll give you the signing bonus and however they can finagle it to work. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just interesting. I do think he probably wants to be here if he can be anywhere. Um, he probably sees all the potential we have here, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I'll be, but I won't be surprised if he ends up just like on the Tennessee Titans, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still of the mindset that like, if we get D-Hop, great. If we don't, like, okay. Like, I'm not going to sit right. here and be like, if we don't get D-Hop, we're ruined. Like, I get it. No. Like, if we get him cool, if not, like, we'll be fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same. I think we're actually, Super Bowl you know, contenders. I'm, I'm more, like, yeah. I don't care. He doesn't have to actually. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Because we still have all of the first quarter of football to identify who this team is. And if we don't like what we're seeing, we can still go out and get someone for the trade deadline. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it is what it is. You don't know what's going to happen in training camp, who won't make the team because they only have one cut this year. So it's not like there's going to be several. Yeah. Really interesting. I find that very interesting. So it's literally, it's just going to be a big chopping block on the last uh, after the last preseason game, so that should be. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be wild. <laughs> Just in sports media, that's gonna be crazy. Um, and then also, which we mentioned a little bit there with Mike, um, but the quarterback docu series on Netflix is coming out, and it does premiere tonight at midnight. I think Jody and I are probably gonna try to stay awake. Yeah, not, I, not. I will not be awake at midnight. Absolutely not. Episodes 30 minutes or are they 60 minutes? Right. I have no I idea what I'm getting into. One episode tonight just because, yeah, I feel like if I start one episode, I'm going to be like, oh my God, it's 4 a.m. Same. I'm really angry. And then I have to get up. Are they, 
<laughs> are they releasing okay. every episode up front or are they going to make us wait? Do you guys well, know? It's Netflix, so usually they put everything out. When but didn't they do something different with like Stranger Things or something? I don't know. I didn't watch Stranger Things, but I feel like they Stranger like Stranger Things. They did like half the season and then half the season like in a month, like a month later. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like they'll probably just release it all if I had to guess. Well, I love that. Will be starting soon too. So I'm just excited though. I'm excited to see this different side. Like. I was listening to um, an interview of Peyton Manning talking about it. And he was actually saying like how it's, it's exactly what they wanted. It was Marcus Mariota who's for the Falcons and he's a completely different quarterback than Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes where he, you know, he's, he's a, I mean, okay. So Peyton Manning was saying, he's like, literally, he's like, I know I'm biased, but quarterback is, he believes the hardest position to play in sports, like not even just football, but in all of sports. He's like, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know what everybody on the field is doing. You have to make, you have 300, like 300 pound linemen chasing after you while you're trying to throw an accurate ball. Like there's so many different aspects of being a quarterback and how much they have to prepare. And I just think it's going to be it's really like, interesting. Um, but I think like with Marcus Mariota, like he, he, you know, was benched the last game of the season, but Peyton Manning says he handles it really well. And it's interesting to see that. Like, how that all unfolds. And then Kirk Cousins had, like, probably his best season of his career. You know, we were calling him Kirko Chains. And he was biggest comeback of all time in NFL history against the Colts last season. And um, and then you have Patrick Mahomes, who it's not like they knew this when they started filming, but he went on to win the Super Bowl. So I just think it's going to be a very interesting series. I'm excited to see all three perspectives. Um, yeah, for sure. Anything that gets me closer to football, sign me up. So. Right. I know exactly. It's a great thing to happen in this time during the off season because there's not like we're still waiting on training camp. There's not as much going on. So this is going to be a great conversation topic. I'm very yeah, excited. I know Carmax is going to start really soon. Um, and then I know. Uh, yeah. Are they making the Jets do that? I forgot to. They I don't even care about hard knocks. Stop paying attention. Um, you know, if the Jets are on it, I think I'd actually watch because I'm, I'm intrigued by them. Whatever it is, for sure, just because <laughs> I need the entertainment in my life. But right, <laughs> yeah. I'm just in. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the Jets team this season. I think they're either going to be like really, really good or <laughs> really not as good. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Hmm. Or I guess I should say the same as they've always been, <laughs> the same old Jets. No, but I think they'll be good. They'll be entertaining either way. Well, like depending on how it goes and how the Rogers stuff goes. Sorry, Emma's talking. Um, it'll be interesting just to see. It'll be entertaining. There'll be a magnet, a, a mic, a, a magnifying glass on them the whole season. Just, oh yeah, they'll be under the microscope. So, well, I don't have anything else. <laughs> I don't either. I know. I feel um, like we're just in that peak off season time where not a yeah. lot is happening, but a lot is about it's to happen. 45 minutes. We're good. We did it. We did good. <laughs> so everybody, you guys know where you can find us at Kingdoms Queens on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere you can. Um, we will be back next week at 7 p.m. Central time on Tuesday, just like every week. Um, probably talking a lot about these quarterback episodes that are going to be coming out tomorrow. And we, so. we also, we might, I think we have another special guest coming on next week. So we'll tease that. I got to confirm it, but 
tease yeah. that as well. So we're gonna tease everything we can. And hopefully yeah. we'll have some like some signing news next week. That's the dream. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some Chris Jones extension news would be great. So crossed, that would be great. Please so make sure every- you are following and liking and subscribing on all of our social platforms. Yes. <laughs> so have a good rest of your week, everybody. Right. And until next time, your queens have spoken. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Oh, that's probably me again, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs>